Hey, welcome back, guys. This is the JK Fantasy Football Podcast with Joey Ortega and Kenneth Weeder. It is October 11th, and we are bringing you another show. We have a we're going to update you on the news. We have the rope store for you, some offensive and defensive waivers, and our buy sell segment, our stock market segment. How you doing, Kenny? As well as a listener question. Good man. Aggies, Aggies knocked off uh, number, number one, one Alabama. It was like just bizarre world in football. I feel like this week there's kicks going all over the place and a lot of emotions to be had. Quarterbacks being injured left and right. It's a, it's a wild experience. But yeah, I, I feel like in in the sports world in general, it was just actually just so much fun this weekend. I mean, football aside, you know, I mean like ups and downs of football and fantasy and all that but then like baseball's going on now we got postseason <laughs> baseball so that's always awesome and then the cheating socks we got oh man don't even get me started on that <laughs> but i mean like thursday was great we hosted in astros like the so obviously we're from houston so like astros fans here um you can give us crap for that if you want but anyways um i mean overall just a lot of fun in sports world man and then uh yeah with the aggies in college football just what an incredible game to watch i know you're an aggie and we a lot of our friends are aggies and so it's just uh i don't know man what was it like for you being an aggie so i mean i know you're giving me crap all week because i'm just like i'm not watching the game i'm not going to sit there and watch that <laughs> Ab- can i say abortion on the field <laughs> sure, like sure so I, I made the reference that uh zach calzada the a&m quarterback is like a boyfriend that cheats on you like just like but okay he's a boyfriend that cheats on you but then takes you on a nice vacation every now and then and uh, you know that ski vacation that we went on <laughs> this weekend was was really nice but don't don't forget how he treated us against uh the the three the three teams before mississippi state arkansas and Boy, even even Colorado, um, no, but but you know, there's a reason he's on the team. He's he's a good quarterback, and oh, man, boy, it felt good. Like Krista was literally in tears at the end of the game. That was an emotional roller coaster, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun, man. I, and so like, I give Kenny a lot of crap because he's just he's I don't know what's the right word for it. just the most negative. Aggie fan I've ever encountered. I think in sports in general, it you're is just tradition. It's not a win until it's a win. You know what I mean? Like you that's don't right. get you don't you don't celebrate the fact that you're up at any point in time. Like because you're always. I guess that's just because you're a beaten down fan. You're just you're just that's beaten being down. A professional. And you there's no time to cheer until it's time to cheer. You're just beaten down and weathered. It's just that's all it is. Is that you're just very sad and until until the win is solidified, and then you're like okay, and then at that point you're already drunk and not even able to really enjoy it. Joey, let, let me tell you something. I'm an Aggie fan and I'm a Houston fan. Yeah, I'm been a rough hard go. and put up wet for many years. <laughs> it's, it's been a rough go. I liked your dad's comment on Facebook too. And he's like, and you thought you wanted to forego college. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. I Jeez, yeah, I'm, is, I'm, I'm jaded in all po- aspects of life for the most part. So. Yeah, man, it's I kept telling him all, all the whole game, like, dude, nobody expected this. Like, everybody just expected to get like watch the Aggies get just run all over and destroyed. I mean, or like, mopped with them. It was an eighteen yeah. point, uh, eighteen point um, spread or something or what? Line? Spread. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. But yeah, I mean. Uh, it was I great, get, but, I, but it was I, one of those things. Like, 
you know how all sports fans are superstitious. Like I couldn't be positive after being negative was working. Like, <laughs> at, at one point, I could see Krista hiding in the hallway because and you were in the kitchen. You as couldn't move as, from the kitchen. As long as her feet were on tile, we had tile in the bathroom, tile in the kitchen. Our defense was doing well, so she was just standing in there, like looking at me, and I was like, "Don't, no, don't move." Yes, yes, fourth down. Come in here. <laughs> I love okay. sports. I mean, it's it's the little <laughs> things like this that make sports so much fun, and and part of the reason why we play fantasy, right? Because like it's a Never lot of a, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of what you do in like uh, all your passions of life. Like we apply this to fantasy football, and so like of course this is what makes it important to us. I don't know, man. It was just it was a great weekend of football. It's a lot of emotions. Had a, was... had a lot of fun. Um, all right, man. So, so we can one, move one on. more thing is, if anybody saw that last kick by Small, like. We know every Aggie fan cried inside the, for a second. Well, no, cross the line of, of look, God. I know you have more important things to handle <laughs> right now, but like, Please. if you could just Please. and 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 it it did. I mean, that kick went forty five degrees to the left. It was gonna miss. I've never seen a and knuckleball it, it like that right, before with a football. I, like dude, that was so <laughs> my uh, brother in law. His wife was recording him. He goes, oh. Hey! <laughs> uh, we all do the same thing like oh like the, those uprights had never looked more narrow on, yeah. on a close chip shot field goal of it all right well we, we need yeah, to move we, on uh, let, we let's can do move a listener on. question sure man um so we had a, a listener named Stuart. he wrote in and said i lost to edgar this week how do i go on living kenny how do you how do you go on living after something like that look Guys, we're we're a fantasy football podcast. We we don't really have answers on every aspect of life, and and I'm I'm literally I'm not touching this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> How you go to the rope store is on your <laughs> that's, uh, that's on you, buddy. Uh, so sorry, Stuart sorry is our, that Stuart. Yeah, Stuart's in our league, and he's he just got beat by the taco of our league. Um, and I just feel for him. Not really, but feel I feel for him. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Um, all right, man, we can move on to the news. Can you want to take it? I got it. So, yeah, uh, Patriots running back Damian Harris was checked out after yesterday's game. It turns out that he's okay. He had an injury during uh, to the chest in the game. He ended up coming back into the game, but uh, apparently the injury is just a day-to-day injury, so he should be fine going into next week. Uh, I guess in week six we're going to see a potential Tua return. Uh, can you, I actually want you to say his last name for me because I, I feel like I know how, and Tua I, I tank, know I'm going to Sure, that's exactly how I was going to say it. The quarterback for the Dolphins, he's a potential uh, return to week six, so we got to monitor that and see how that goes, but as of right now, they're hinting at it. Uh, Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill, he suffered a minor knee injury last night. Um, it looked a little bit worse on the game time, and I know he ended up being pulled out of that game, but yeah, it's apparently not. he's not expected to miss any time from that, so it's a sigh of relief for Tyreek Hill owners. Um, <clears throat> Chiefs running back Clyde's, uh, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, on the <laughs> other hand, he suffered an MCL sprain, and he's going to be out at least a few weeks. That injury actually looked really, really bad. I mean, he went down. He was beating the ground. He had to be carried off. Like, they didn't even bother to get him the cart. He literally got carried off by his teammates. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it looked really bad for him. I mean, uh, so I guess we can breathe, like, CEH owners. I know if you guys have been listening to us, I have him everywhere. And, um, I mean, missing a few weeks isn't the greatest, but it's better than season-long injury. So, um, so I have relief there. That wet, wet turf did nobody any any favors. Yeah, that, that little rain delay didn't help. And I know they kind of leaned on the run going back into that. But he wasn't having a great game to begin with. It wasn't, I don't know. Just, I mean, it's a Buffalo's defense. And I, I feel like we missed a couple of shows last week. But if we had gotten to the, our, our short, like starts and sits and all that, like I would have definitely said, hey, you're, sit, you're sitting Clyde Edwards-Lair this week. Buffalo's going to shut him down. Like That's pretty obvious. But anyways, 
Um, Bengals running backs Amaje Perine. 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 Uh, was put on the COVID nineteen list, so I think he's vaccinated. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Steve or Stu- Steven, you might want to check in on that for me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's vaccinated, so he may only miss uh, the two two days of practice and then come back. He had Should a good be fine. game. He had a good game, but uh, Joe Mixon still played, so I, I don't think yeah, that's yeah. too 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 important. I, I'm not going to be starting Samaje if, if I know. Correct. Um, I think he's just, yeah, he's Joe's the perennial um, vulture. He just comes in and takes that TD away. So that's, <laughs> uh, he's probably nobody's favorite right now. Um, Arizona Cardinals tight tight end Max Williams uh, will likely miss the rest of the season with his knee injury, which is kind of kind of sad to hear he was having a breakout season and I actually did say last week on the Tuesday episode that he's somebody that I would consider adding I um uh, fortunately Killed was him. able to like yeah I guess so <laughs> I was the reaper for him but yeah I mean like I, I didn't have to add him anywhere but I, I know that he was a, a tight end that I considered it he is on an offense that strong um yeah anyways Tom Brady was see, uh, seen icing his hand dealing with some a thumb injury uh he got hurt I think hitting it against the helmet of some some player um he, he's a lot Tom of hand Brady. injuries going around. Yeah, he, I mean, he's Tom Brady, so he's going to be fine. Um, I guess we didn't write this down, but yeah, I mean, we didn't mention it. we we got to bring it up as uh, Russell Wilson. Obviously, at this point, everybody's aware, but he's going to miss at least six weeks. They said it could be six to eight. I mean, he's going to be missed the, major, the majority of uh, the rest of the regular season, so it's not as a, as a Russell Wilson owner, I mean, it's not good, man. You have to you're gonna have to look elsewhere for some of these players, and uh, we have a couple of your waiver wide waiver wire ads this week coming up um so just stay tuned um saquon barkley could miss to two to four weeks with his ankle injury that poor guy man he just can't stay healthy it's uh the glass we'll, man himself yeah we'll, we'll talk about some his issue coming up here in a little bit as well juju, juju smith schuster uh, he's gonna miss the rest of the season with his shoulder injury i don't know if it's officially been announced but it's more than likely it's looking that way i think he's been put on the ir but it, they haven't designed they haven't designated how long he's going to be on the IR. Look like a broken collarbone, yeah? I'm not entirely sure, man. This, it, all it says right now is a shoulder issue. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be maybe. surprised just the way he was holding his holding his shoulder up to keep the pressure off of it. I bet you yeah. he broke his collarbone. Poor poor little feller. Poor little feller. Hey, uh, so um, some updates on that Samaj P. Ryan mm-hmm. uh, incident. Man, actually, this is a bigger issue than kind of what you were just talking about, Joey. It's a... Uh, this is crazy, actually. So, Samaj P. Ryan, so it, it says depending on their vaccination status. So, I can't find if he is vaccinated or not. However, uh, another source is saying that because Samaj P. Ryan played during the Green Bay Packers game and he was tackled, they oh. are now investigating all the Packers players that were around him and tackled him during the, during the uh, game. And they mm-hmm. all may have to sit out and everything. So that's going to be Adrian Amos, who had four tackles on him. Darnell mm-hmm. Savage, who had three tackles on him. Kenny Clark, three tackles. Uh, Devonde Campbell. Campbell. Uh, Rashawn Gray. Tyler Lancaster. Eric Stokes. Jeez. Orion wow. Burks. Kingsley. Kiki. Um, are so far oh, all the names are listed. So. Jeez, dude. That's yeah, crazy. this is okay. crazy. Yeah, it's a little hey, bit of a deep like issue. Three carries, and he got tackled by like 19 people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to stay tuned and figure out what's going on with that. But thanks for the update, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I skipped over one. Joe Burrow, he was taken to the hospital with a throat contusion and was released from the hospital last night. So there's still no update to what his status is, but a throat contusion does not sound good. I don't, I don't even know what <laughs> that is. Contusion does sound pretty bad. It's like a bad yeah. name for bruise. Yeah. Hey, uh, so on that, so he has been released from the hospital. I got an update on this earlier. No issues. Uh, yeah, he just... 
basically got poked in the throat and had a hard time speaking on the sidelines. So they just took him to the hospital uh, hmm. for a precaution. But he was released earlier today. No issues. He said he's good. Uh, he should be back next week. Good. Good for Joe Burrow. Um, all right. So we said Tom Brady. We got Saquon. We got Juju. So Kenny Galladay, he suffered a knee injury, and he, we need to monitor his status going forward. I don't know if we – I mean, I That was the same issue he was dealing with before uh, – I know he left the, the game. It was a soft tissue uh, yeah, hamstring he, he, or something. He ended up leaving the game. I don't think he came back. I mean, it really is down. They're poor Giants, man. They are down to nothing. <laughs> like yeah, and nobody coaches have to say like, "Oh, it's the next man up." But like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. is it? This is like my roster out here. <laughs> man, Everyone's hurt. And you know, we, I know we were talking about Danny Dimes. And speaking of Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones concussed and is in the protocol right now. So. Got to see where he's going, but like we were talking about, Daniel Jones having such a great season so far. How we had like made it a public apology to him, and like he's actually really good. Uh, Forced you know, his way into my lineup. Yeah, he's he's going to get brought up here in the next segment here shortly. Um, uh, do you want an update on the Giants players? I got that pulled up. Yeah, you know what? Hit us with it. Why not? All right. So Darius Slayton, as of today, he's questionable for Week Six versus the Rams. Uh, Jabril Peppers questionable for Week Six at the Rams. Uh, Rodarius Williams out for week six. <laughs> Kadaris Tony questionable for week six. Bryn Brinson hand questionable for week six. Andrew Thomas questionable. Kenny Galladay is doubtful for week six. And Sterling Shepard questionable for week six. All right, so no no new light to the situation. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just it's like yeah, the situation over here in the Giants in New York, man, it's just, it's rough. It's rough all around, like. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to win the division anyways, but you at least want them to be able to play, you know? Uh, and as a fan, you want to be able to watch a, a functioning football team, which it doesn't seem like they have at the moment. Anyways, um, Justin Fields, he limped off the field, and he, I need to figure out his status. I, I think the last update that I received uh, was that it's a it's a knee injury, and he's more than likely going to be sitting out this week and that they're going to be starting um, Dalton. Am I, Steven, are you, you checking into that for me? I think that sounds right. I, it just, it just yeah. Maybe, Wait, what do you want again? Justin Fields, his situation. Just uh, oh, okay. look into that for me. Yeah. Give me uh, a so next uh, is Taysom Hill. He's a he had a shot to the helmet and he was carted off the field. So we need to monitor his status. Um, Kenny's going to talk about the situation over there here coming up in the next segment. Uh, and then Corey Davis also limped off the field, so we need to monitor what's going he on with him. The game. Did he end up finally? Re- I couldn't find him. You know, I was watching the game in the morning, but I was also getting ready to go out to, uh, you know, to go watch the Aggies later on. The, or I'm sorry, to go and watch the Texans. So I didn't get to finish watching the end of that. Uh, yeah, so he I, did I, was, up- uh, I was fishing, just kept watching the uh, 2.7 points. And then eventually he had like four, uh, four or six at the end. Yeah, I ended up catching one more like with a few seconds left and with like six points. So, So update on Justin Fields. Uh, he underwent tests for hyperextension left knee. He suffered in Sunday's win over the Raiders. But with the scans revealed nothing, a major concern. So it looks like he could be coming back uh, next week. No issues. But, oh, man. again, still just something to monitor. That's cool. Well, t- well, shout I don't out to think that anybody's guy. really starting Justin Fields or Andy Dalton unless they're in, like, a 2QB league. No, not the, it has nothing to I, do I with the – It would have nothing to do with the uh, – the QB situation, but more so the wide receivers and running backs. Like I think if Fields goes out and Dalton comes back in, you kind of have to figure out what you're going to do with uh, with. Cool, Damian you're Williams. still not starting uh... Daryl Williams. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're still I guess not starting any Robinson. of the wide receivers. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Darnell Mooney kind of screwed me. I started him this week. Uh, anyways, yeah. 
Uh, all right, Kenny, moving on to the next segment. We got the rope story. You want to read off the people that uh, kind of broke your heart this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put the limit at, at less than five points uh, here. So uh, we'll, we'll start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He got you 2.9. Um, he had a couple of runs that looked good, but, uh, you know, I've said it all year. That guy, that guy stinks. <laughs> I, I'm so emotional. I changed my tune after every time. I was like, whoa, he had a good game. I guess he is the best running back in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire took you there. The obligatory Brandon Ayuk got you 4.2. Quit quit starting him. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joey Joey did the segment for Rope Story. He did the notes on it. He put DJ Moore in there. Uh, he just wanted to bring this up because he saw somebody traded Nick Chubb for him straight up. and um, so, That's crazy. I mean, I mean DJ Moore is the number five wide receiver, so... DJ Moore in general, though, I mean, he just came off a 30-point game or 33-point game, something like that. I just thought, I mean, like... I don't know. You, eight, eight, you, eight points is a solid line for somebody taking to the rope store. I, I don't know. 8.3 is is not... They didn't, they didn't kill you. They, they, I think it's they just survived. the name. It's just the name. You know, like, he's hey. a wide receiver one. You drafted him to be that way, and now he's on your team. He gets you eight points. You're right. You're uh, probably every right. Every now and then a wide receiver one doesn't, doesn't get you. All right. We can move on. <laughs> Chase Edmonds, 2.9. Marvin Jones, three points. That's a... Second offense for Marvin Jones, and he was against mm-hmm. another solid pass offense or defense. I mean, easy pass defense, so I'm worried. Um, let's see. Saquon Barkley, the man of glass himself, has never drank a glass of milk. Got you point nine before being carted off. Brandon Cooks, 3.8. That one sucks. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., as we've been saying, three points. Josh Josh Gordon made the list, but I hope nobody started him. He he had one play, caught it, thirteen yards, looked fine. I AJ just Green, at all the hype that was coming into this week with him. Yeah, I know but you you didn't expect him to to be part of their. Uh, I I hope nobody. AJ Green had his first bad game of the year, pretty much. He got you one point eight. Daniel Jones. I know my cutoff was five, but this one's personal. Uh, <laughs> he, he got he got five point six, and like. I knew it when I put him in. He was taking me to the rope store, and, and here we are. Curtis Samuel, uh, 1.8. Noah Fant, 3.5. Allen Robinson, I got to keep the streak alive. He got 5.2, so he had his best game all year with five points. Uh, quit starting Is that, true? that guy until. Uh, I think so. I might need to double check on that, but uh, quit starting him if you got him. And then Cole Beasley got you one point. Old reliability himself. Mm hmm. All right, man. So uh, we'll go ahead and take a little break here for a second, and then we'll come back and we'll bring you the uh, offensive and defensive uh, waiver ads for the week. Okay, welcome back. JK Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to start talking the offensive waivers. So uh, we'll kick it off with QBs. Uh, I had a few names in here. Uh, the first one I want to talk about um, that, that is a little more widely available is Joe Burrow. Um, guy looks like he's leveled up. He, he went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, and you know he, he still lost, but everyone loses against Aaron Rodgers. But um, he, he seems to be keeping like a 20-point floor. Uh, he's got such a good connection with Jamar Chase that I, I honestly I can't believe this draft pick worked out for him the way it has for Cincinnati. I, I'm bought I'm in. I'm finally in. Oh, man. It took like me he, uh, took me longer than it should have, I guess. But yeah, that dude's good. Yeah, he's he's top ten wide receiver on the year right now. That's pretty rare for a rookie. He just always seems to be open for that big play, just like he was in college. So 
good call listening to your quarterback there, uh, Cincinnati staff, and you know risking his life but getting him the guy he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he has Detroit week six, so um, so it's a good know, matchup. That's a good yeah. matchup for you to like, even if you're only streaming him. If you have a better option and you just have somebody on by this week, um, yeah, I mean I like Joe Burrow. I think yeah. you're right. I'm not comfortable with him being my QB year season long, but um, he hasn't he hasn't taken you to the rope store. Uh, he had one that was I think like a 13 point game, something like that. But uh, he he looks like uh, he looks like a pro out there now. He, he doesn't look like he's as as young as he did um, earlier in the year. And you know, there's just so much news on him in the off season that that had you worried about Cincinnati, but. Um, Anyways, mo- moving on, I added Jamin, Jameis Winston. We kind of went back and forth on, on this before um, before the show. And the only reason I added him is because Taysom Hill is out. He had a great game. We've seen Jameis Winston do it before. So they're going into their bye week. You're probably not going to be picking him up. But don't, don't forget about him. And I want a disclaimer that I'm not picking him up if Taysom Hill is back. Uh, because they just kind of split so much time and, and Taysom Hill steals from them. So that's definitely not something that you want to deal with um, with your quarterback situation. But they are going to also be getting Michael Thomas back from the pup after his bye. Um, well, he, he's expected to be back. I, I I don't know if it's a 100% thing, but you know, get, getting a number one wide receiver back is, is going to do nothing but help your team, hopefully. Uh, next, next up, Taylor Heineke. We've been talking about him for a few weeks. He he did have a bad game this week, uh, but he's going to be playing Kansas City next next week. So I, I think you know when you're looking at QBs on the waiver wire, a lot of people are going to be looking at sh- streaming options, uh, I, and I think he he's going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with this one. I think uh, Russell Wilson just went down, and so I know there's a bunch of uh, teams out there that are struggling to find a, a quarterback and. If your your league is anything like our league, it's quarterbacks are thin, man. Everybody's rostering two to three for whatever reason. And uh, Heineke, <laughs> if he's still available out there, he's not a bad one to pick up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that lost their quarterback this week, so mm-hmm. uh, probably a lot a lot of new streamers. You're going to have to get them before somebody else does. So look at who lost quarterbacks. Look at their roster and see if they have backup options, and then figure out what you're going to do with your fab or, or your waiver wire priority. But yeah, that's a good uh, good tip right there. Hey, um, uh, hey! Update <clears throat> just came in. Joe Burrow to play Week Six. Okay, good. Oh, great. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so I, the next two QBs were somebody that I added. So, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm I'm really thin at quarterback on my league. I, I'm I'm starting Trey Lance, and that's literally my only option at this point. Um, and obviously, he's on bye this week, so I have to go out and find a, a quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger are two guys that I'm looking at. And obviously, like, neither one of those names are going to excite you, and they're not long-term solutions by any means. But Jared Goff is, um, I think he's a solid fill. He's going in up against Cincinnati's defense. Um, Cincinnati has allowed, over the past five weeks, four solid QB starts. Week one, Kirk Cousins had 27.5. Roethlisberger had 18.25. Trevor Lawrence had 19.6. And Aaron Rodgers obviously just had 25. He's Aaron Rodgers, so I felt like that's a, whatever, it's a gimme. But... Um, the Cincinnati defense, I know that ESPN shows them as being like a perennial like good defense against the quarterbacks, but I mean, I, I don't get where they're coming from with that. Uh, I think Jared Goff is a solid stream week, a streamer, but again, if there's better options, he's just somebody that deeper, deeper oh. options. Okay. 
Uh, ben Roethlisberger, um, I think he's he's got Seattle. I mean, like their QBs. Uh, or this is actually a good little list that I put together here. The QBs that have scored at least twenty points against Seattle are the ones that follow: Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins put up thirty point two against them, and Trey Lance in one half put up twenty four point eight five points. The other ten points were he had. There was another ten points put up on them by Garoppolo in the first half. So I mean. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger to me is like, you can put him in for that one week, even with his beat up squad. I mean, I think he's going to get you, he's not going to, he's not going to take you to the rope store. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it, um, you're, you're not going to have to spend much fab on those two guys that, that Joey mentioned too, in, unless you're got, your team listens to our podcast. But anyways, good call. Yeah. Uh, All right, we move on to the running backs. Um, running backs? I, yeah, I go got, these uh, are your guys. Yeah, I got Devontae Booker as my number one. You know, the the man of glass is supposed to be out one week from what from what I saw initially. I don't know if that's still the case, but I, I had the same injury where I rolled my ankle like that and, and it looked the exact same as, as it showed his, just like a big ball on the side of my ankle. Like granted I'm a weenie, but I can't imagine that being you just come back and play. Week. What? That you can't imagine just coming yeah. back and playing football after that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and and he's been injured every year since his rookie year. If you're the Devon, uh, the uh, Saquon Barkley owner, I I think you know this is one of those times where you need to sh- you need to shell out to get your handcuff. Um, you just lost a high end running back, and and Devontae Booker, he he looked fine. He had a great game. Um, I think Wayne Gallman last year had had plenty of of great weeks, like. I'm I'm fine with really shelling out to get Devonte Booker, and I'm probably yeah, going to do it. And I, I wrote it. In, I even wrote it in. Like normally, Kenny and I will just disagree in the show randomly. You know, he'll say something. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I disagree with this. But like, I saw his notes and ahead of time, I was like, nope. I have to put it in there and let you know that I disagree with this. I I'm not. I have nothing against the idea of going out and getting him. Like obviously, he's a starting running back for a, for a, a team. He's uh, Saquon's going to miss at least three to four weeks, is what they're saying right now. Um, I get okay. that three to four. You, okay. Yeah. But you're not going to go and spend at least 50% or, you know what I mean? Like even if, the, you're, I the own, if you're the Saquon owner, I said, <clears> I'd be ready to spend 50%. I just wouldn't even then, like they have the Rams coming up next week. Are you starting? If you spend 50% of your fab, are you starting them against the Rams? If you have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right. In that case, I don't know. I might look They're for gonna, a trade. I mean, you, you, I might try to trade. Yeah. Garbage time is real. Uh, there's always the opportunity he scores. I just don't believe it, man. Like we watched Saquon Barkley the first three weeks struggle against Denver, Washington, and New Orleans. I just don't see a, a world where the backup co- uh, running back comes in and puts up points against the Rams. Carolina's week seven, Kansas City week eight, Las Vegas week nine, by week ten. I mean, even if they hold him out three to four weeks, or if he's supposed to start that week four, Saquon. I, I don't know, man. I just can't see. And then Tampa Bay coming back week eleven. You know what I mean? Like he's a pass- just... he's a passing back. So I I just I'm not nope I'm staying away. Okay, um, let's see Daryl Williams on Kansas City. I could have sworn I said something about him last week, but it turns out I was just looking at waivers like, hey, this guy is you know he he's got some standalone value, and so I went ahead and added him, and sure enough, down goes Ceh. So um, this is another one that you're you're gonna need to run out there and get if you if you want a starting running back, which you're you know every team needs running back depth at this point in the season you got bye weeks coming up you have injuries um yeah i don't think we need to go in in depth here 
No, I 100% um, agree. I think he's Kansas City offense. Offense. It's the same reason you wanted to own Ceh. He's just gonna. He's. They're mm-hmm. gonna be put in situations where he's gonna score. So I agree. Yeah, and and plus he's he's a little bit better of a goal line back. So, um, he and he, he has a little bit of standalone value when when Ceh comes back. Uh, I I added Miles Gaskin. He he's so widely owned. We don't need to go into this. I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. And then uh, I, I added some fool's gold for this one. I think Sony Michelle. I just like I, I'm so out on Sony Michelle. He he even given good opportunity, he hasn't done a whole lot. He never did much uh, with the Patriots. Ty Johnson. I, I would rather have Michael Carter um, if he if either of them are available. I, I'd go with Michael Carter and and Gio Bernard. He he got in with a touchdown. Um, he hasn't done. He just hadn't had like a big blow up game. I was hoping he'd be more of a James White this year, but. Um, if he's going to be touchdown dependent, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go out and, and grab Gio Bernard. You, you have any input on that, or you agree? Um, gold? Like, no, I got nothing. I agree with you. Okay, uh, wide receivers. There, there's this this guy I found named uh, Kadarius Tony that nobody else has talked about yet, and uh, I, I can't believe that nobody else has brought him up on the show. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. dude. <laughs> Joey, why don't you take this one? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the rails a little bit here. I was at the grocery store late on Sunday, and I'm watching the scores. Obviously, like on my phone, I have it right there in front of me, and I'm like running into people's cards as I'm watching my scores because I'm more focused on that. I'm miss like walking down aisles aimlessly, and then I like see Kadarius uh, Tony or Kadarius Tony's name pop up a couple times. I'm just like, wow, man, I should have picked him up. I freaking told you. Like, I knew it. I send this in our group chat. I'm like, hey, man, I knew I should have gotten him. Gosh dang it. (laughs) Knew I should have gotten him, man. I knew it. And, like, Kenny kind of responds. He's like, yeah, I had a running back go down, so I picked him up. I was like, wait a minute. You picked him up? And the whole reason I didn't was I I let Kenny's voice in the back of my head bother me. It was like, you're going to pick him up? Really? You're going to pick him? Like, I even went back and listened to the episode just to see what he said word for word. Kenny said, <laughs> he's like, Joey, are you adding him in your 10-man league? And I was like, eh, probably not. I like my receiving options there. I have such a good team, blah, 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 haha. And Kenny's like, yeah, so you're not you're not going to add him then. Nobody needs to add him. I mean, like, if maybe a deep le- deeper league, you could throw a dart at him. But, yeah, you're not adding him. I'm like, okay. So then I had that going into this week thinking, like. I don't like, know why, why I asked in 10-man. I, I should have asked in 12-man. Like, well, like, Kadarius Tony, like, he's somebody I would have picked up. But I feel like I've added a bunch of running back uh, options because my running back situation there's really bad so i just whatever wanted to add running back depth and then so i didn't get tony then tony goes off and can he listen to me he picked him up (laughs) it's just so frustrating to have my goals like treat me like i'm a child and then he listens to my advice yeah i'm really angry about it i mean uh, how many running backs do i have to lose before i start just like all right well i'm gonna take from joey then (laughs) I'm mad, so I'm going to make somebody else. But no, it was one of those things that Tony Jones, Tony Jones went down. So was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take my dart throw on Tony. And sure enough, he, he replicated it. He, he punched that guy in the helmet, which I never understood punching people in the helmet. But Just anyways. a joke, but yeah. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's, I think he's the number one waiver at, at this point, especially in, in uh, keeper leagues. Like, if it, like, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. But. I'm probably going to put him in my lineup. If he's not suspended or, you know, sure, you sure. said earlier he's questionable, but I mean, that's going to be my keeper if he continues this, obviously, but Dude, I would lose my, I would yeah. lose it so much. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I made that call. I count that as a win, but I'm definitely salty. Yeah. And, and, uh, so we'll, we'll move on. But t- Tim Patrick, we've talked about him in past shows, so I'm not going to go in, uh, in depth here, but 
I mean, he just puts up 11 or 12 a game. Targets have increased. Uh, Jerry Judy is going to be coming back at some point, um, so that'll limit what he can do, limit the ceiling, but he, he seems like a very steady player. Uh, I, I added Marquez Callaway from New Orleans. Uh, he's available in 61% of leagues, and I haven't really raised an eyebrow at him other than in the draft. I was like, oh, you know, this guy's lit up preseason. But it, he, he's had two boom games and, like, two bust games. But, what you, you know, he caught one... He caught a Hail Mary uh, in this one, too, so that just added to his his stat line. But w- what makes him interesting to me is that Michael Thomas is eligible to come off the PUP after the bye week. Um, and, like, do you think this could be the juju to Antonio Brown where, where, you know, they finally get him without the number one defensive back on uh, playing against him and, and kind of opens up what he can actually do as a speedster and – do you think that I, there's any validity to that? Maybe. I mean, I see what you're saying, and I, I see the dots you're trying to connect, but, I mean, I, there's nobody on the Saints' offense that I'm starting confidently, even Michael Thomas when he comes back, uh, other than um, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I mean, Alvin well, Kamara's... I, 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 just, I just... I mean, I see what you're trying to do. Maybe. I, maybe is the best yeah. answer I can give you. I just don't trust yeah. this quarterback situation there. I don't trust... Anything there. I mean, the the Saints are just so up and down this year. It's so crazy to watch them go out and just put up a horrible performance and then follow it up with by, like, beating a great team and then a horrible performance. Like, I just – you yeah. can't start anybody there confidently. Yeah, it, I know what you mean. It's it's tough. But, you know, Michael Thomas did it with Drew Brees, and he did it just fine with Teddy Bridgewater. So, uh, Jameis Winston can throw the ball. He just needs somebody there to catch it. And I don't know that Marquez Callaway is a, is a true number one. So, that's why, that's why I think – you know, this is something to look forward to whenever uh, they get their their receiving core back, back in line. Sure. I did want to add one name is uh, Rashad Bateman. I'm sure anybody, any league that has an IR spot, he's probably already added somewhere and he's on your IR, you're waiting for him. But he gets to come back this week and we get to watch him tonight and see how he does. So you get to see... Rashad the master. I'm just saying that I think that this uh, that offense has been electric right now and then like they don't really have other receiving <laughs> options outside of um, Hollywood Brown. I mean, so like... I guess the tight end there, Mark Andrews is still there, but I think they it would help. It um, kind of like what you were saying with uh, Juju, the other side of the ball. You know, I mean, like opens up that uh, that other lane by you know taking away one of the cornerbacks or safeties, having to d- dedicate some time to the other player. I think Rashad Bateman was brought on to be that guy. He's, Rashad he's, the master. Say it. Probably. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> Rashad the master Bader. Yeah, <laughs> you had it. That was a clever. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he was like, he's, he's super speedy. Apparently. I mean like this, I, I'm not going to pretend that I know all of his, uh, his stats coming into the combine or anything like that, but he's, he was drafted to be a speedy guy. He's supposed to have really great hands. Um, just pay attention to him. I think he's somebody to put on the watch list if he's not already rostered somewhere and maybe even a, uh, waiver wire ad before okay. <laughs> I want to try and call my shot before the Monday game, I guess. I don't know if it really counts. Okay. Well, let, let, let's move on and keep this thing going. Hey, uh, just uh, just one interjection. Uh, I don't know if y'all brought this up. I don't think y'all did. Quintus Cephas, uh, wide receiver for Lions. He broke his collarbone. Did y'all talk about that at all? No, no I didn't even like know I that got happened. somebody else I can drop. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he broke his collarbone over uh, the weekend, so. That's a bummer. Big bummer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thanks, Stephen. Um, well. Moving on to the tight ends. Uh, Evan Ingram, he, he put up a solid line this week. Uh, it was eight points, half point PPR. Uh, if Tony's getting triple covered, uh, which they seem to be able to do because they're not even going to be able to start three wide receivers at this point, um, Ingram should be open. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's no one left for Dan, well, Glennon to throw to. 
Um, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Ingram and <laughs> so Tony rough. at this point, I guess. Um, yeah, then then we have uh, David Joku. He had seven target. The seven targets are interesting to me. Uh, he had a he had a pretty good week one with with nine points, but hadn't really done anything in between. They're not really a gunslinging team where they're going to have to pass it. That for the most part, they've been relying heavily on the running back. So that's where you know I'm I'm not looking to run out and add add Njoku. I know we kind of disagreed on that. Are, are you still taking that stance, Joey? I don't know. I, I kind of agree with everything you just said. He's he's cool. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. he's a watchless guy then. Yeah, tight ends are just so. We're about to list off four other names. You know, I mean, I just. Yeah. We we may need it's to rank these guys. Right now. Yeah, yeah we may need to rank these guys and see like wh- how, where we rank them individually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, D- Dan Arnold. This is his second week in the system. He had eight targets, six catches, sixty-four yards. Uh, Joey put it in here that you know J- Jacksonville traded for him. Uh, they plan on utilizing the tight end position. It's always someone that a uh, young quarterback will rely on. Next week he's playing Miami. Defense allows seventh most points to the tight end position, so solid stream. Mm-hmm. You, you you added Donham Partham Jr. Uh, we already yeah, talked about. I'll, I'll go in. I'll, I'll go into him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is like a, it's a, again, it's a tight end dart throw. I mean, it's such a deep position. I mean, you're just kind of hoping for whatever. He's only gotten two targets in the last two games. I'm mean, two targets each of the last two games. So I mean, it's really a deep dart throw. But in that time frame, he's had two t- touchdowns. And that offense is moving. And we just watched Justin Herbert put up a 50-point game. So uh, next week is Baltimore, which you figure is going to be a shootout. I think the way uh, Lamar Jackson's been playing, like, it's, it should be a fun game to watch. So if you're throwing a dart on a touchdown for a tight end, I know that this week Kyle Pitts has off. Maybe Donald Parham Jr. is somebody you can uh, just kind of put in there Would for a Would you rather have week. him or Jared Cook? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going Cook 100%. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's an easy Cook. That's Yeah. I, Anyone can score a touchdown. I just Twice? don't like Cook. I just don't like him. Anyways, that's just me, my preference. Um, hate him. <laughs> and he, st- <laughs> and he stinks. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Gusecki, I, I'll, I'll talk about it, but I know Kenny's been on him uh, since last week. He brought him up. Him. Yeah, yeah him he did. Hawkinson. Not, I mean, which you ended up making more. You got more points out of Gusecki than you would have uh, Hawkinson. I'm playing uh, Hawkinson next week. They have a great matchup. He's going to be a little bit less gimp. So... Just want to pay attention to Gasicki, though. I mean, I know that Tua could come back this week. Or at least they're kind of hinting at it. So if he does, I don't know if Gasicki Im- immediately goes back to being a nobody. I mean, but he was when Tua was under center. But if Brissett's under center, then I think he's a solid stream. If not, maybe go somewhere else, pivot somewhere else. Um, Ricky, uh, you actually had one other person to name, Kenny, that uh, you might be able to pivot to. Yeah, Ricky Seals-Jones, eight targets in his, uh, his first game without uh, Logan Thomas. Uh, he's been relevant in the past, so, like, I— I I would probably rank these Ingram. It's hard, right? I'm all, I'm Ingram, trying to do it right now while you're talking. Ricky Seals Jones, <laughs> Seals Jones and Gasecki are are kind of tied for second for me. Then then Dan Arnold, then Njoku, and I, I'm not picking up Partham. See, for me, it would be Dan Arnold. He's at the top of the list. I just think that that offense is going to rely on that position more. That's a, no, that's a that's a solid point. Um, and then I guess Evan Ingram because he's literally the only other option there. Um, and then, yeah, Gesicki, depending on his ability, like who's under center, like he would be, you know, 2A, I guess, in that situation. And then, yeah, Ninjoku or I actually do. I like Parham Jr. I mean, his, his targets actually kind of worry me, but 
I like his uh, ability to get a touchdown. If anybody's going to catch one there, it, it, out of these guys, if anybody's going to catch a touchdown, it's Dan Arnold or Dar- uh, Donald Parham Jr. to me. You, you don't, you're out on Seals Jones, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. I, I mean, he's an Aggie, and so I'm mean, like him for that reason, but he's just, <laughs> he's been in the league for so long, he's just not been good for that long. I just can't believe he, it might happen now. He's a wide receiver in college, so eight, eight targets, I like it. That's why I put him as probably my... Six, year, six years ago when he was in college, I, I might have liked him then. <laughs> Just do your defense and get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we'll move on to the defensive waivers. Uh, for linebacker, it's kind of sad that we uh, Stuart or Steven brought up this uh, that stat before about the COVID situation because Devondre Campbell and uh, there's a couple people on the list that he brought up, but Devondre Campbell was like my number one linebacker ad. I know that somebody in our league actually just added him this week, and it was one of those, like, dang it, he was on my watch list. It was really bummer. I, I wanted to pick him up, but I, I kind of like my linebackers. Um, but this is the fourth straight week where he's had eight or more tackles. He's caught two interceptions in that time. He's also had a fumble recovery in that time. Um, he's, in our standards, or in our scorings, he's settings, he's putting up at least 10 to 12 points, um, 14 in most of those weeks. He's solid. He's as solid as they can be right now. I, I got him. I got him a couple weeks ago in, in our ten man. And oh, you did? Dang! I didn't even go and look in there. I was going to this week. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I got him a while back. Nice. Well, yeah. I had to drop Schobert, who's really if, been a letdown. He has been. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he's still available, Devonta Campbell would be somebody that I would go and look for. Maybe just pay attention to that whole COVID situation. That kind of sucks. Yep. Uh, Cole Holcomb. I'm just gonna keep saying his name until everybody knows it. Go and get that if he's guy. available, he's, I'm getting him. Yeah. Oh, man, he's just he's as solid as they come him. right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do have him. Um, Alex Singleton, uh, you may be able to get Holcomb from me because I think I'm going to go ahead and drop him for Singleton. Like He's been no, as... Uh, uh, Cowbell has Singleton. Oh, dang it. All right, well, so then uh, he's he's had... The, eight, the lowest amount of tackles he's had all season is eight. He has 52 on the season through five weeks. He's averaging yeah. over 10 a week. I mean, he's just as consistent as a linebacker comes. That's, that's exactly what you're looking for from that position. Uh, I did want to mention A.J. Klein. Um, a lot of people were disappointed by Matt Milano this week, and I guess uh, I really wish we had done our other two shows because I know we would have brought it up at some point, but he w- he had a hamstring issue, and he's had he's dealt with hamstring issues his uh, entire career up to this point. Um but AJ Klein last year, when he stepped in for Malona for his ha- same hamstring issue, he did fine. He actually put up at least like twelve to fourteen points those two weeks. Um, I think it's going to be a similar situation, so he sh- he should be a solid stream option at least for the next couple of weeks for you. Uh, and then Kenny had a couple of guys you wanted to bring up. Yeah, uh, Pete Werner. He's on New Orleans. He's had two solid weeks in a row. Uh, he's he's a rookie. He's put put together a couple of showings, but. He's only played in three games, only out there for 63% of defensive snaps. So he he's definitely a watch, but last couple of games he's been good. He might be in, in getting increasing workload. And then uh, Anthony Walker, he's coming off a three-week hamstring injury, had a good week one and a good week five. So if you're looking for linebackers, he, he's definitely one of the I, – I, I would if I had to rank these – I'm not going to touch the top three because they're owned in our league, so I'm assuming they're going to be owned in others. But um, I'm going to go Anthony Walker, and that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I so I, Anthony Walker, he's a household name when it comes to linebackers and IDP position, But um, so I, I agree with you there. Pete Warner, I went and looked into. He's interesting, man. I think he's going to see. I mean, obviously, we don't know, and it's hard to predict, but I think his— Until he gets uh, a <clears throat> snap percentage, I'm out. Yeah, but, but with the way he's been playing, you would imagine that defensive line or the you know defensive coach would look, into the situ- look at the situation and be like, wow, well, he's producing. He's producing more than others. But it's also hard to tell because once a rookie running or linebacker comes into the situation, you kind of think that— the running scheme is going to gear towards his side or, you know, they're, they're going to try and throw the ball towards his side. You know, there's just a lot of options you have to look at when it comes to, or situations you have to look at when it comes to like picking up rookies like that. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned, I, I want to have one more input. Uh, Alex Singleton. I had their other linebacker, Eric Wilson, cause he was so good last year on mm-hmm. um, the Vikings. He got me, he got one ta- or he got like a half tackle this week. Like He's been he's a top ten guy and then he gets a half tackle. It happens, like, do, man. Am I, am I overthinking just it or I'm like I'm gonna drop him or? I, I mean I just think that there's better options, obviously, but yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean any of those names, obviously, in our league, it's a little yes. bit different, but yeah, we I think there are better options out there, but it it just also like you you have a note here later on Hold for on, the defense for the defensive ends, and I think it's a good note because that position yeah. is something that's boomer bust, and a lot of the times you have to kind of weather the storm for some of these we'll, players. We'll talk about that later. Let's, let's move on. Well, I'm saying the same thing for linebackers. You just oh. kind of you know they they have a they have a situation like that where where you just describe where it'll be like hey he put up ten to fifteen points every week before this and then you put up a one point game. Are you dropping him after that one point game? Or are you gonna? Yeah, well, see- it's just because of our scoring system in our league. It's so it's so at bass backwards that half tackles are worth more. And you look at the number of tackles he's put up. That's why I'm out on him. Mm, okay. Well, we'll move on to the defensive lineman. Uh, I like this name a lot. And again, man, Kenny, I think you're onto something with these defensive tackles. Maybe it's just because they're not owned in our <laughs> league. That may, maybe that's why they're just on the list because they're not owned. But yeah, I mean, they keep popping up, and it's like they're run cloggers, so they get those extra tackles. That yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, so like this Austin Johnson, he's I've, I've looked at him over the last four weeks. He's consistently getting at least four tackles, which isn't that much, but from the position, it's not bad. And he has three sacks over those four weeks. Um, again, and even one against the defense Dallas offensive line, which has been solid this season. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to bring that up because, yeah, I mean, the better they are against a good, a good offensive line. I mean, the you could just Heard assume that a they're lot last be, night. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just good. I like him a lot. Uh, Leonard Williams, uh, he's a defensive tackle for the New York Giants as well. Maybe it was just the game script, or I don't know what it was, but this situation, like the, even the last four weeks, the same thing. Uh, he's he's had. Five tackles per game over the last, uh, I think it was three or four weeks. I didn't write the exact number, but I'm pretty sure it was four weeks. And then he has two sacks over that time frame. Um, so these two defensive tackles, man, they're, they're kind of running that front right now. I think I'm going to um, make a run at Leonard Williams this week. Just to Yeah, wouldn't be bad. Out there. Yeah. Um, Hassan Reddick, he's a defensive end for Carolina. I, I'm sure he's owned everywhere, but I just wanted to bring him up. He was only owned in 26% of the leagues that I saw on ESPN, so... If he's out there, man, go and add him. He's, he had a couple slow st- – he had like two two weeks, I think, is a slow start uh, to beginning of the season. But he had eight – he has eight sacks on the season and uh, one forced fumble. Like he eight sacks. He had a sacks. huge game this week. Yeah. And I'm, of course, he went against me this week. And, yeah. Anyways, just wanted to go and throw that out no, there. He, he, went to, he went to get in, the Stewart. Edgar has him too. Oh, okay. Our 10-man ten, ten league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Judon is another name. Judon. So th- this is one of the guys that I actually – I'm going to go ahead and add. Um, but yeah, his tackle numbers are a little bit shaky. He has, but he has at least one sack over the past four weeks and seven during that total time frame. 
And he's Kinda only high. owned in, I think, in like 3% of the leagues. It was something ridiculous. So, yeah, he's somebody that I'm going to look at. Um, and then you had two names you wanted to bring up. Yeah, uh, Trey Hendrickson. He, he's the other the other uh, pass rusher in Cincinnati across from Sam Hubbard. And then Trey Flowers, so the brothers Trey. <laughs> um, yeah, Trey, Trey Flowers has been good for years. He, he was kind of off last year, but... Um, he is a household name. I was going to say he's he's getting tackles. He's a defensive end that's that's getting good tackles to kind of bolster the fact that he only has uh, one and a half sacks on the season. But um, am, I, am I mistaken? Was is he he's a Charger? I know he used to be on the Lions, and I know he moved to a different team. Why Who are you asking him for? Trey Flowers. Trey, Trey Flowers. Uh, I think he actually might be out of the league. Uh, okay. Don't, don't All right. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Are you holding? We're Trey Flowers. Hold Trey... Detroit Lions. Okay. okay. He's still on the Lions. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the defensive backs. We'll move on. All right. Yeah. So Kenny actually brought this up. Like I think it was like week two. He was saying that he, Trey Di- or Trayvon Diggs has been like a shutdown. Maybe it was week three. He's been a shutdown corner uh, this season so far. And defensive since then, since then I've been paying attention to him, just seeing what he's doing. And dude, it's so much fun to watch him play football. He is incredible. And he's actually putting up he's a ridiculous, he's yeah, he's putting up a ridiculous stat line. I mean, I, I, he's obviously not an ad. I mean, he should be owned everywhere at this point, but uh, I just wanted to recognize him. And he has six interceptions over the past five games, something that only one other Cowboy player has ever done. This guy named Don Bishop in 1961 and he's one interception away from tying the record of the longest interception streak in NFL history, who's currently owned by Tom Landry, the um, the old Cowboys wow. owner. Wow. I just thought that was really yeah. freaking cool. I'm not even a Cowboys fan, man, but I, I just enjoy good football when I watch Tom it. Tom Landry it, was a Cowboys coach. That, right? I, I said, did yeah. I say owner? I meant coach. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, we, yeah. I think we're going to add a segment in probably our starts of the weeks is a uh, Trayvon Diggs watch who, who he's going to be covering because I, I'm, I, I'm to the point unless it's like Devonte uh, Adams or something. Devonte Adams or maybe maybe Tyreek Hill. Like I'm probably not starting who he's covering. Right. If he's shadowing any wide receiver, it's going to be a tough game for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Kevin Bayard. We'll move on to the actual starts. Kevin Bayard is somebody that I wanted to listen to. He's probably a name you haven't heard in a while. Um. He's only rostered in 17% of leagues, but he just had a 10 game tackle. He recovered a fumble and he caught an interception for a touchdown. He's been off to a slow start, um, but yeah, he's one of the safeties that play. He's one of the few safeties that plays on every uh, defensive snap in the game. Uh, we move on to Teron Johnson, the Buffalo cornerback. He's been on my watch list since the uh, preseason when he re- he ex- uh, when he got extended with the Bills. This week, he seemed to have his breakout game where he played every defensive down but one, and he notched twelve tackles. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, Adrian Amos, I know we talked about him too. You got to watch this COVID thing that anus. we brought up. <laughs> anus, anus. <laughs> Uh, after Venice, a quiet week and after a quiet week three and four, he finally got back to a game where he had eight tackles and an interception. Um, he's, I mean, he's a solid safety. I, I think you can add him. And Xavier Woods, he's another guy that I used to, uh, I used to pick up every year. It seemed like he just kind of went under the radar when he would play for Dallas. Um, and maybe it's because they get targeted. You know, the whoever the bad safeties get targeted in the passing game, and that's probably why. But I mean, in this week, he he's it's on Minnesota corners, now. Not safeties, but yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, just like that that coverage. Um, so yeah, he's somebody that I used to rely on, and he's he's he plays every single snap this week uh, in Minnesota. So and in the last two weeks, he's gotten twenty tackles. So Solid. just keep keep that out. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take another break. We have another segment coming up here. Um, but yeah, we'll be right back. 
Okay, we're back. We're going to jump into the stocks. So, stock market segment, we're going to do buys first, as usual. Um, I I need to do better on this segment where I make notes throughout the week instead of um, the day the day of the show. But uh, Dawson Knox, I, I'm completely bought in. He did it again. He's There's plenty of efficient players that can operate on low numbers, and he seems to be one of them. He only had four catches on four targets this week. Uh, I think the rain had an effect on passing in the second half, but he did another touchdown. I think it was 117 yards. I don't think anybody's arguing at this point. He, he's going to be owned in, in most leagues, but I'm, I'm very happy to put him in my lineup. Uh, Cordero Patterson, I think everybody kind of bought in after his huge game, but at this point he had over 100 total yards, 14 rushes, that's that threshold is you know right around 15. He had 14 rushes and nine targets, no touchdowns this week uh, when he finally cracked my lineup. But you know he he's still put put forth solid. Like I'm in on Cordero. I'm happy. I, I'm so glad I picked him up. And then um, the two rookie the two rookie wide receivers, Jamar Chase is not like a big earth shattering call, but uh, Devonta Smith. He had a slow game, but uh, until the until the fourth quarter. But you know, another high target game. Jalen Hurts worries me, but it, it seems like Devonta is his go to. Um, now I, I should also add the the third rookie of Kadarius Tony. I'm I'm buying in after two we- two great weeks. He just looks like he knew what he was doing out there. And then uh, I, I added Leonard Williams in my defensive uh, line. We talked about him earlier, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. But um, he can save you with tackles when he doesn't get the sacks. So those are my buys this week. Um, do you, yeah, do you want to do you want to argue with me? No, I don't have any arguments. <laughs> I think we need to just be better about what we're when we say the buy segment. And like, so for me, I I wanted to do this segment as if it's like, all right, when you're when you're saying buy, are you going out and getting knocks? Buy are low. you going out? No, I, I'm I'm playing you, these people. I'm putting these people in my lineup. Okay, so this I mean, like, it shouldn't be more of a, it sh- this. That's just more be those players are more starts of the weeks kinds of things. Then in my mind, no, because like, I think start of the week needs to be. Like the best Get, player, who's going to do really like you can count on this person to really do well. I don't know. I just think that at this point, Knox isn't anybody. No, nobody's benching him at this point. And like Cordero Patterson, like yeah, at this point, yeah, nobody's they, benching him. Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, they're always in. They're in everybody's line. I, I expected more argument with you, but I guess you you conceded last week. I just wanted to say that Cordero has. I'm buying, continuing to buy him because he is getting the carries. So it's not I still just think, based on efficiency. I, I truly, I mean, like now at this point, I want to see what happens with the other receivers in that uh, in that offense. I mean, the the whole reason I said to sell him was because he was only playing 17 snaps out of the whole game, and there were other options going into London. He was the only option. He played every snap. He was out there for the entire game. So yeah, it's hard to say sell him for those reasons. Now, I I mean, like if he comes back and come and they only play him for 17 snaps, he's going to take you to the ropes. Or I just we're, but we're onto something me. with this segment, but we haven't got it right yet so maybe we need to confer confer with each other before yeah uh, yeah i mean i I, I, yeah yeah, you're right all right i'll go ahead and do my buys um i'm buying in on damian williams as a starting back again i know he's just a temporary option at this point but um that 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 to me just means you can get him cheap i don't think anybody's selling him for you know a running back one or a wide receiver one um so if he hasn't i think he's been added everywhere but if he hasn't been added obviously go out and get him even with that hobbled offensive line, I mean, he still had a great week against uh, Las Vegas. And Las Vegas isn't necessarily like the perennial stopper of the run, but they're not bad either. 
And I don't think Green Bay is, like, all that great either. So, I mean, like, they have them coming up in week six. If he puts together two weeks, then maybe you could start to consider selling him to, like, the... the, the I'm sorry, the... Of... Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The, uh, the... D- Demon. Yeah. <laughs> David uh, Montgomery. So David Montgomery. If you were going to sell him to the David Montgomery order and get some owner and get something out of him, I mean, I, I just think he's a great start. I mean, like I, last week I said I was going to put up at least like 40 to 50% to of my fab to get him, and now I'm happy that I have him. I'm, I, I didn't spend nearly as much as I, I said I was going to, uh, but I did put up a pretty penny to get him, and I, I'm happy Got to have him for right now. Little jerk. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other guy that I'm happy to buy right now is Stefan Diggs. I mean, even in our league, we have a group chat with the guy, and he's he's frustrated with him, and I can't imagine anybody that owns him isn't. Uh, he's had a he's, you know a rough go at it over five weeks. Um, I mean, he's the running back. I think before the stats go in this week, he's the running back 21. Wide after receiver, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, wide receiver 21. And um, I, I can't imagine he goes up on that list after putting up, a, a what was it, a six-point game or seven-point game? It wasn't anything world beating. Um, he's the, the his time is coming, man. I just I can't imagine that they go out throughout the entire season. He's averaging ten targets a game right now. He's got big game ability. It's sort of similar to the Robert Woods. I mean, he's he just hasn't been a squeaky wheel yet. That offense is going to allow for all of these guys to be successful. I just think Stephon Diggs is just hasn't had it yet. He hasn't had a touchdown yet, and those are coming. I think what's frustrating our Stephon Diggs owner is that he he also owns. Emmanuel Sanders and he's he's not willing to play them both at the same time whereas our Mike Williams and Keenan Allen owner is willing to do that so it's one of those things if you trust the offense you got to play them both Um, he's looking for massive upside on on both starts where it's you're not you're probably not going to get it unless they get they both get touchdowns yeah, and we talked about that. I mean, like, I think he agrees with me whenever we said, like, are you starting two of the same wide receivers in the, on the same team? You can't, or like, in my opinion, you limit yourself because if one of them catches a touchdown, the other one doesn't. So you're you're limiting yourself on how many potential touchdowns are available. Now, of course, yeah. there's always the option where they each catch one and they both go off. Like, if you, that first week with Cooper and um, the other guy, the other wide receiver. Oh, uh, Lamb. Lamb, yeah, C.D. Lamb, you know, when they both win ham. You know, like, obviously it'll work out sometimes, but, like, I yeah. just think it's you limit yourself. Anyways, Stephon so, Diggs is a buy. On, question on that, though. Do you do you think all these other teams playing against the Bills right now are seeing Stephon Diggs as more of a threat, therefore leaving Emmanuel Sanders much more wide open? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is – he never gets credit for being he's a wide a receiver. receiver one. That's all mm-hmm. he's ever been is wide receiver one, so – I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's being covered by the number one, uh, but there's a lot of mouth to feed there. Good, yeah. yeah he, think, he's he's really fit, efficient with his catches as well. He gets that is a good, down the field. It seems like that is a good question. I do. I like that question because there are a lot of reasons, and I think we can list them out. There's, I mean, there's just so many. There's you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed over there. Josh Allen spreading the ball around a little bit more than he used to. Um, I mean, he's running too. You know, Josh Allen's running in some touchdowns, so it's taking away from some opportunities. I mean, it's just there's a lot of reasons why it could. Do, it's going. Dawson Knox is emerging as a as a threat there now. I mean, there's uh, there's just a lot of deep options that, that that's just Stephon what happens digs. to your number one whenever you level up the entire offense. Mm-hmm. They got a good coach. It's just a good team. Hats man. off. They, My hats off to them. They're they're fun to watch. Um, yeah, so we'll move on to the sales. Kenny, you want to hit us with yours? Steven, you, Steven are you buying like uh, Tom Brady? And, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> We gave Steven, our producer, a lot of uh, crap for his. He was holding on great uh, Swift. <laughs> he was holding on Swift, and he was selling Brandon Ayuk last week. So we wanted to see if he had any other uh, great advice for you. Hey, man, listen. I, 
listen, I'm still not 100% confident. <laughs> if, I'm not going to lie, dude. If I can, if I can sell off Swift, Swift right now. That 16-point game didn't do it for you? No, not at all, point. I'm, still, dude, I'm nervous. I'm not, listen, I'm not sold about the Lions offense, Interesting. first of all, with golf <laughs> and everything there. So I, I feel like they're always playing from behind. Therefore, it's taken away from the run game. That's, and I know, why, that's why I'm in. On well, and I know Swift like, I was he can say, catch it, but dude, they just, it just, they don't yes. look good, man. Golf just does not look good to me. The whole, the you know, the reason that Swift has been good up to this point isn't because he's like a fantastic running back, right? You know that he's good right now because he's getting so many opportunities in I, that I, offense. I, I disagree. From, I think he looks like a great running back. I'm, I'm just saying that's not the only reason. It's not because he's like they don't call him Swift for nothing. Yeah. I, I, anyways. Thanks, Stephen, for your take. <laughs> Kenny, you want to get us with your cells? Yeah, I, I had, I, I just had trouble with this at, um, here. So I, I went with Adam Thielen. His target share has been there, uh, but he he's being very touchdown dependent all year. Um, he hasn't broken a hundred yards yet this season, and I would have expected him to do more with Cooks out. He he just like he's catching a lot of balls or seeing a lot of targets rather, but staying around like. 40, 50 yards, so maybe that's the perfect buy time. But uh, man, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm off there. But you could sell him on his namesake and maybe get a little bit from him before he tanks your season. Yeah, what I should have picked about that take. I, I, I'm glad. So I didn't write Is anything in my buy. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't write anything in my buy section because I saw you brought him up in in the sell section. I'm 100 percent going out for Thielen if I can get him right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I get it. The targets this week, especially against Detroit, were just kind of bad. But I think that they were. No, up. he had he had ten targets. I think this week. He no, had no, no, three. he had three. Yeah, this week three. he had three targets, two receptions for forty yards. Dude, his average for catch though is he's averaging like close to fifteen yards a game. I mean, per catch, he's. It, it, the offense itself was just weird. They, I think that it's kind of weird to say this again about the Detroit Lions. They knew that this was going to be like an easy game. That's why I think they sat Cook. I don't think they went into they went into this like thinking like look we're gonna we're gonna win this game we don't need to you know go all out like let's just kind of relax we'll, we'll let Madison do his thing um, you know I mean it just was it, it was Vikings game the entire time right behold so I, I just think that it was uh, it was easy for them and then they went up against Cleveland the week before and he had eight targets then when they needed to use him I mean his his again his time is coming so I think I, if you are saying sell I think it's a great time for everyone else to be like. I'm going to go and buy him because I still trust in that offense. I think Kirk Cousins is still, he's had a couple of off weeks, but I think it's still like we've seen what it can be. And I, I don't think that's gone anywhere. Uh, maybe you're right. That's just me. Yeah, maybe you're right. It, it, I, I guess that, that would be it. Uh, maybe he should be in the buy because you're, the owner is going to get, is getting frustrated right now. So um, point Joey. Yes. <laughs> All right. Joey from downtown. I yes. I'm looking at my hands like, what do I do? He just complimented me. That never happens. What do I do? Yeah. Um, uh, also, in my cell is a Houston wide receiver. I think I was a little bit more on here. The Houston wide receiver core, except for Brandon Cooks. I'm not selling Brandon Cooks. I'm not going to chase the points there. Davis Mills had a great game. It was one of those flukes. Like Texans have looked great at times, but uh, look, look, look at their past games. Um, the wide receivers on that team, they haven't really done anything. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. In fact, I'm selling it. So uh, I wanted to add Drew Tranquil. He shows up first on the waiver list. Uh, he, he's a linebacker. He had 11 tackles, but uh, he, he's been out there on less than half the snaps. 
Um, don't don't get fooled by him being you know listed high up there. I, I, I'm not ready to to go chase Chase's high tackle game there. And then uh, yeah, you know I, I listened. I this segment still kind of gets me, but I, I listened to your. I had Diggs in there on sale. And you know, I think you can get more because of his name value, but your the owner of Diggs isn't going to take less than what he thinks he can get. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in with with buy instead of sell on Diggs. So I probably shouldn't have even brought him up. Your turn. Yeah, uh, I think so. And when it comes to this segment, obviously you have to know your league. We don't know. We know our league really well. I feel like we know every owner that's in this league, and we know how they at least how they operate and how, how they value players. And so, I mean, that's really important. But, like, yeah, I'm not going – when I say I'm buying some of these players, I'm not going out to spend a fortune just to get them. They're not somebody that's going to be um, – like, I have to have them on my team. I think they're going to win me the championship. It's never a situation like that. If it is, it's somebody that I'll say for that reason. But, like, right now, these yeah. players, these are just people that we're, like, we're calling our shot on it, you know? I think the, like we're calling our shots on these sells and we're calling our shots on these these buys. Yeah. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because my cell right now is super scary. I was actually texting Kenny beforehand, like, I don't know what I, like, this is how I feel about the situation, but I don't know if I want to say it out loud on the show, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I think it's time to sell Tyler Lockett right now. I mean, his value has never been as high as it's going to be because right, like, my main and only argument is Geno Smith. He's their QB now, man. And He was looking at, he, he didn't look uh, Lockett's way once, huh? He didn't look Lockett's way once. once, but <laughs> no, I don't think he got targeted again after uh, Wilson went out. And if he did, it wasn't on a play that went really well for him. Like he, Geno Smith didn't look bad, but it was because no, he, he did things. Fantastic. That... He, he the only knock against him he has an interception that wasn't his fault. His guy yeah. fell down. Ooh, like he, I just, he was perfect. Other than that, I just don't like. I just don't want to ever trust him. I mean, he's he's been in the league since 2013. For he was with the Jets. But he was on the he Jets. was the Jets starter for two seasons, and I get it. It's the Jets. He had an eight and eight season with them one year, and then he followed it up by a three and ten season. There were good players on that team. I mean, like Eric Decker. Do you remember Eric Decker when he was twilight years? So, but yeah, he still put up almost a thousand yards that season. He didn't get there. Twilight year guys. Percy Harvin, Jeremy Curley was on in his prime at that time. Percy Harvin was like, yeah, he was probably you know on his way out. But I mean, either way, Geno Smith doesn't really bring out a lot of talent. I mean, these guys, I think of the talent that he has available to him right now, he's going to rely on the bigger guys, and DK Metcalf is that big guy. Plus, what Tyler Lockett does is he makes his he makes his money on those deep, incredible passes. You know, like the ones that for whatever reason him and uh, Wilson, when a play a play breaks down. Um, you know, Lockett just finds himself open and, and Wilson will just connect with him and throws it out there. Yeah, I mean, they just know each other that well. Geno Smith is not going to have that with him. And then uh, not only that, the upcoming matchups, you have Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Jacksonville. Then they have a bye. Green Bay, Arizona, Washington, and San Francisco. Of those matchups, you're you're really only confident in Geno Smith in Jacksonville and Washington. I mean, they've just been a really bad defense. So... I mean, like, you're just not com- – I'm not comfortable. This is just me calling the shot. I'm not comfortable with Geno, C- Geno Smith behind center, and that makes me worry about my Tyler Lockett shares. Um, I've, of course, there's always an opportunity for me to be wrong in this, and I kind of hope that I am, but right now I'm selling. Like, I, that's this is what I hoped for from this this segment. Like, me personally, I am selling Tyler Lockett. I yeah, think you can I, get- I, like, I like your call here just because, like, if, if you're selling Tyler Lockett – um, you can get something for him. Yeah. If he ends yeah. up being nothing. I can see you, why you'd be scared. Right. If he ends up being nothing later on, you He'll can't trade on. him for anything with Geno Smith. But yeah, anyways, uh, my second one was Miles Gaskin. I, I'm, again, You're going to fight, huh? 
I guess so, man. I just don't see what you see. It gets on my nerves, actually. You said you think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a bad running back earlier, but Miles Gaskin has one good game and you're automatically back on the train? Like, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me that he's he's a bye to you or I don't know, a hold? I don't don't know what you're calling him, but hold on. I'm not done. Let me do it. Yeah, he's he's had he's had four bad weeks and he's had the same opportunity share that you're going to bring up right now. Yes, he's had the same I mean, he's been given the opportunity to do it. He's had the carries, he's had the passes and he did nothing with them. The game in Tampa Bay, the script was always going to be that they were going to throw the ball because Tampa Bay apparently can't stop anybody from passing on them. But they were also down by a ton. You know, I mean like it, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm, Tua might be coming back, and he wasn't good with Tua. I just don't think that this situation is like right now. Sell him right now. He just had the best game he's going to have all season. Sell him. They've played a lot of tough defenses so far. A lot of tough defenses. And let me scroll up to my news here. Sorry about this. We have like three pages of notes. All right, here we go. So he had a great game. So, you know, I'm not going to chase the points, but what I am going to chase is 15 attempts, five rushing, 10 targets. Not all carry, not not all attempts are the same. Those targets carry a lot more. Um, you have to manage your expectations with what you're going to get with Miles Gaskin. I don't think he's a RB two at this point, but I, you know, I think he's that flex option um, that you can comfortably start. But comfortably start in a good matchup. So, like, he's somebody that's going to crack your lineup, um, and that's what you're looking for in, like, I, I guess he's not really a waiver option, but he's someone that's definitely a hold for me, if, if not a uh, – I, I don't know if I'd call him a buy because I'm not going to pay pay up right after he had this huge game. So, uh, definitely a hold. He's had 26 targets so far, 34 rushing attempts. That averages out to 12 touches a game. Um, he did the same thing last year, if that helps encourage anybody. He, he, he kind of had a slow start and then just like finished the, the year on fire once they started using him properly. He, he's got some good matchups coming up. Like, I, I'm, not ready to, I'm not ready to sell on him. So the, the Gaskin CEH argument reemerges. The only thing I'll give you in your whole argument right there was that, yes, he does have some good matchups coming up. He has Jacksonville and Atlanta for week six and week seven. But yeah, I mean, like you you just said, he's a flex option. I feel like there's plenty of other flex options that I'm going to start over Gaskin, even in if he's going up against Jacksonville or Atlanta. Yeah, still not starting him. Then well, he has Buffalo. Is, nah. he, he is getting he's getting more of the RB. He's the RB1 on that team at this point, where it's not exactly a 33% anymore. All right, well, that, that was my take. He's a sell. Um um, and then I had James Conner also on the list. I, I, he I think was my this, sell last week. Again, he needs to be on this list again. So yeah, I mean, like absolutely get him out of your roster if you can. He's just he he eked by with a touchdown on his you know on his stat line. He got ten points. I mean, he just he, there's no way he continues to produce. He's losing more and more carries each week. Uh, he's just not going to produce. He just can't keep relying on those touchdowns. And I feel like that right now, as long as Edmonds is healthy, that's all he is. So if you can get something for the name of James Conner right now, go and get it. And I actually think you can. There's a lot of people that have seen like the last three weeks. They're, they're only going to look at the points and not look mm-hmm. at the story. Um, and they're going to see that he's put up at least 10. I think he had like 23 last week and then something ridiculous the week before that. So, yeah, yeah I think four touchdowns in two weeks and then yeah, five in three weeks. So. so I think you can get something for his name and for his, you know, what he's done. 
but this I don't last, see it. This last week just helps helps you sell them. Agreed. Uh, you had a couple holds, right? Yeah, uh, holds are more of a uh, idea. Um, so hold is Michael Carter. Since week one, he's averaged 11 carries, three targets, um, two touchdowns the last two weeks. I'm not thrilled about a Jets running back, but uh, he's a running back nonetheless. So you have bye weeks coming up, and injuries are imminent. Like I said, he's not somebody you're thrilled about putting in your lineup, but if you have to, you hold him at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Such a depressing. Because right. I drafted him and dropped him. Somebody else has him. I'm like, man, I, yeah. I need running back so bad in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the defensive line position, he, it, it's a bang-bust position. So, you know, don't freak out. If it's three weeks in a row, it might be time to look somewhere else. But, yeah, you, you're, there's going to be times where – your guys just don't do it for two weeks and then they'll come back. So, you know, look, look at who you have and what their, what their like history in the, in the NFL is. And, and if it's starting to get to the end of their career, maybe, yeah, maybe now it's time to start moving on, but don't, don't, don't hang it all up off, off one or two bad performances. Uh, then again, don't, don't hang on too long. If you, if they do it three times in a row, that's when I'm like, all right, man, you can get yeah. off my team. I think that's a great point, man. There's a lot of, especially when it comes to IDP, like it's, I've, I've been known to just be wishy-washy when it comes to like, oh, you, you screwed me one week, you're out. And then I drop them. And then I look at the, the team that I drafted Somebody versus the team that I have at the end of the season. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe I dropped him after one week. That guy ended up being a top 10 player. And everybody's just like, yeah, well, that's what you do. So I think that's a good, good little point that you make there, man. Um, yeah, well, we'll, I think that brings us to the end of the show. We'll go ahead and close it out with that. Just remember that to, uh, like share and follow us on every platform we have on Instagram. We're the JK fantasy football podcast. Same for Facebook. Uh, if you like our podcast, share it, man. We're on Spotify. Send in questions. Yeah. We're, uh, if you like it, like, like I said, if you like our podcast, we're on all your podcast favorite, uh, listening sites. So share it, man. We're, uh, we're happy to do this and we put a lot of work into it. We're proud of it and we want to, we want to continue to do it. Make us popular. Um, If you have any questions, send them in to us. And other than that, you have a good night. We're looking forward to dinner and some Monday night football. Send in questions or we'll shoot this dog. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye.